This past week, there have been so many things that I have found myself disquieted by or internally, I guess I would call it just internally affected by things that are happening. And this is not only uh, the things that are happening in the world and in this country where I find myself and just in my own life, it seems like at all levels, there are so many things going on. Uh, and not that I want to speak about any of those things at all, but it is really the only reason I bring this up is because as human beings, we are affected by all of these things. And I know that the whole, you know, the, I guess if someone were to ask, what is the whole point of mindfulness practice? What is, what's the reason for this? You know, why is it necessary? I would say that this past week and just the events of the past few months have to me have really illustrated how important and how healing the practice really is and can be depending on how we uh, avail ourselves of it and how much we open ourselves to it. Uh, At the end of the day, it's not a cure-all. It's not going to fix any or all of our problems, but the one thing it will do is it will be, it will certainly make being more fully human an option for us. And when I say being more fully human, I mean being able to actually be here where it's all happening, right in the middle of the storm, so to speak, and to be able to find some sort of joy and meaning in all of this. And I know it's much easier said than done right now, but at the same time, I can tell you that while, and this is a little bit of a, uh, something different, I guess I would say is that I don't have anything in particular, you know, any particular struggle or any particular thing that happened that I'm going to speak about in particular. I think this is more of a big picture kind of taking that, you know, the step back or the step above and really just taking a look at the process. And it's been a while since I have done that. And, and since I have shared that, so I thought this would be uh, this would be the way to proceed at this moment. And what I found is this week that I realized that it is the more that someone practices, and I found this out years ago, and it never really stops, is that there is this, if one is continuing the practice on an ongoing basis, and it's not to say at times that we're going to slip out of this or forget or set the practice down for a little bit, uh, there's nothing wrong with that or nothing bad about it that, about that at all. And that's certainly nothing that anyone, it's so amazing over the years I have spoken to many people that I have taught this to and have shared this practice with that when I speak with them on an ongoing basis, it is not uncommon to have people literally beat themselves up emotionally with me watching or listening as they relay to me that how badly they feel that they have not been practicing mindfulness, they've not been doing meditation and have kind of set it aside. And I always basically, I, I learned a long time ago that I just listen and that there's nothing, there's nothing bad or wrong about that. And, and the only, if there is at all, if there is anything that is not, not beneficial for someone, it just is that we, when we don't practice, when we don't avail ourselves of what we practice, a different way of being and a different consciousness, uh, we just sometimes put ourselves in a position where we're going to suffer unnecessarily. And 
I'm, I'm not here to judge. I've certainly done it myself. And it isn't, this isn't a, this isn't a game or it isn't about statistics. It isn't about what percentage of the time I do this and I don't do this. It is really what I was going, where I was headed just a moment ago is that this is really about coming back and returning. It's about remembering that I don't have to believe everything that I think about what I feel. I don't have to be trapped in my own internal reactions. In many cases, they are habitual. They are what the way I've always reacted and responded to things. I, uh, I don't have to continue to feel shame for reacting the way that I do because I'm only going to do it if I'm not aware that I'm doing it. Once I become aware that I'm reacting in an unloving sort of fashion or I'm not being kind to myself or others, if I just remember to be aware of what I'm doing and not to believe everything that I, that I, not to hold my beliefs so dearly and to cling to this identity of who I think I am. And I think at least for me and many people I've spoken with, I think that is what has been so difficult about what we have been going through collectively and individually. I can't speak on anyone else's behalf other than my own, but after having so many conversations with people, it has become apparent to me that it is our ability to be able to come back to ourselves. Our, and, and I certainly did not invent this, and it is, it's an ancient practice that has been handed down over the, you know, over the, uh, you know, over centuries and millennia that allow us, it's an ancient technology that just allows us to come back to our own center, to come. I've heard one of my favorite teachers who always, she always refers to this as coming home to ourselves. And it's so true, but at the same time though, it's only available to me if I choose it, if I decide to do so. And I found myself this week several different times disquietened or internally kind of unbalanced or upset by something or fearful or a little bit confused or unsure where this is all headed either in my own life or in the you know in in the collective that we're experiencing uh, and that we're all a part of that I found myself instinctively and not I guess I could say habitually but at some point I didn't have to necessarily tell myself to pay attention to my mind and to pay attention to my thoughts and to listen to listen and one of my earliest teachers spoke pretty much exclusively about just listening about actually listening to and and not only to our mind but to our body and then that opened up a lot of doors for me many years ago that it's not just my mind that can cause me to be emotionally contracted it can also be my body and with my body and my mind connected there is this feedback loop and so if i'm if i'm just aware of my mind only and uh and not necessarily paying attention to both my mind and my body i know that they're connected and the only way that i can stay in touch with myself is to really be connected to both and i don't really speak i really generally don't speak much about practices in terms of of you know in terms of yogic practices for more body awareness because that is certainly not something that i feel that i have anything that i can really share about that i could i've only 
I'm only one person who has practiced those things, but I still have a long way to go. Uh, there's still a lot, a lot that I have to learn about this. And uh, I've availed myself of it. And I know that it ultimately, in the end, it, it has deepened and allowed my mindfulness practice to be more meaningful. But at the same time, it's, it is still it's obviously very much a work in progress. But I want, I want and need to be connected both ways. And what I found this week is that by being able to, by being willing to realize, even though I found myself lost in fear and lost in struggling with so many different things that were happening in my life at different times this week, that I was able to catch myself without spending a lot of time lost in the struggle. In other words, I and I think that's what I have learned about this this week is that I don't want to try to, I don't want to be afraid of the struggle. I don't want to run from it. I don't want to uh, try to always stay one step ahead of it or stay out of its reach. What I want to do is realize that I am, there is going to be struggle no matter what. I can, I can practice this practice mindfulness and these various practices of connecting the mind and the body for the rest of my life. But there, there is going to be struggle. And I'm not saying that in a factual way. I'm just saying that that's, that's my experience that I intuit that this is, you know, this is part of life, part of being a human being in, in this particular, uh, in this particular realm. And so if I can just realize that it only has to be a struggle as long as I, it's almost in a way that's what I'm finding is that it's only a struggle. Any of these things that I'm dealing with, whether it's, you know, something with family, friends, business associates, people I'm working with, people I'm working for, uh, acquaintances, whatever the situation may be, that it is, it is only a struggle if I choose not to be here and be present and pay attention to what ultimately makes it way more of a struggle than it has to be. And that's my mind. And then in some ways, the mind and the body being connected, that if I'm really contracted in my mind, if I'm really feeling defensive or fearful or unsure or confused, I'm holding that tension, not only in my mind, but in my body. And it's manifesting itself through me thinking these self-defeating thoughts, these fearful thoughts. And what I realized this week and got really reacquainted with is that all of this, the struggle, if there is one, uh, there only has to be one if I am thinking in a certain way and believing what I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. And so this week was kind of a bouncing back and forth between I would get, you know, maybe for a short period of time, get really, really lost in fear and feeling sort of out of it and not really knowing what's going to happen next and starting to think the worst about things. And then I would gently return back here and suddenly it wasn't even that I had to tell myself anything. It was just, it was, it was almost if it was happening really without anything being thought or said, I just would basically oscillate between these states and I would return back. I would get reacquainted with the present moment. And that's the beautiful part about the present moment is that it's always fresh and it's always new. And that's one of the reasons why I gravitated very early on to Zen practice 
because of the whole idea of what they refer to as beginner's mind. If I can, I can really only appreciate the newness of this moment and the possibilities of this moment if I am not busy, caught up, thinking I know what's going on or trying to characterize what I think's going on in my head. It, uh, it doesn't have to be this way. And there can be a way of kind of letting go and not needing to hold on so tightly to my thoughts about what I think is happening and any beliefs I'm holding about it and any expectations I may have for what I hope or think or need to happen. It just doesn't have to be this way. And I know that if I can cooperate with this process instead of fighting it, that I'm going to be so much better off. And that's really what I found this week was that there was just this back and forth. I don't want to be, I don't want to get caught up in trying to be perfect and to quote unquote improve myself to where I don't, you know, I don't want to walk around saying or thinking that, you know, I'm not going to get it stuck in the struggle. I'm not going to struggle at all. Uh, because then I just become the person that's trying really hard not to struggle. That becomes my identity. I become the guy that is not is 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 above it and is no longer going to struggle. I've improved to the point that I don't have to do this. And I say this smiling and laughing a little bit because it sounds so ridiculously it sounds so ridiculously human. I mean, this is the these are the things that we sometimes do and I'm not making light of of it or myself or anyone else when they find themselves in this place. It's just that I know now that I don't have to, this doesn't have to become a program uh, for me to, to give up the struggle. I no longer have to pretend or force myself to, you know, I'm not going to pay attention to this anymore. I don't want to be that person either, uh, where I'm just, you know, refusing to acknowledge my own struggling with whatever I'm struggling with, because no matter how, the more I say that I'm not struggling with something when I know that I am, the, you know, the more it's an indicator that I am. And so the more I'm protesting that, and so it, it really doesn't have to be this difficult. And so that's really what I wanted to share this, this from my experiences this past week is that it's, it's okay to, to get lost and it's okay to, and because if we practice finding our way back, we always have the right of return. We can always come back here to this moment where we know that things are not as bad as we think that they are. And if they are, if they are, and I, and I certainly don't want that for anyone, but if they are, I know that I'm going to be able to navigate my way through it by not trying so hard to navigate my way through it, but just allow myself to be true to what I'm experiencing and what is really going on. And it's realizing that it's all of my thoughts about what is happening. If things aren't good, it's really a matter of my thinking that is, that, that is making the situation so much harder than it needs to be for me. I can't, I know I can't think my way out of things. I gave that up a long time ago. And it was hard to let that go because as human beings, we very much can cherish our ability to think. We think we can think our way out of things. And I'm not saying that no one can. I'm just saying from my own experience that I I never was able to do that. And at some point, I appreciated the uh, my inability to be able to do so. And uh, and really figured out that there was an easier and, and really a more effective way. And it was to just trust my ability to be in a certain moment and there it's amazing and without getting you know overly metaphysical without getting overly uh i guess what people would refer to as spiritual because everyone has a different way of of describing 
this common experience, this common human experience of experiencing absolute truth, of, of feeling connected to, uh, you know, being connected to all creation and, or people may see it as connected to something higher. Uh, it's not, it's not for me to do, to discuss or, or to, uh, to necessarily delve into these things, but I know just as uh, just the common human experience of being present is in some ways such a sacred thing in of itself. And that's all I will, all I will really say about this because my area of focus is really just on the practice that. that leads to an ability to be able to be here now where it's all happening in the middle of the storm and to be able to actually find some ability to be present uh, without causing myself needless suffering and without making it harder than it has to be Uh, and being realizing that sometimes it's just a matter of me breathing in and out and being aware that my mind is holding on to something or struggling with something and just choosing to not put any more time and energy into it and to realize that I, I don't have to make it go away, those thoughts that, I'm, that, are, that are leading me to feel suffering and to cause my heart to be closed and for me to be emotionally and physically contracted, they'll go away on their own because that's the way we're wired. But as, lo- as long as I am not continuing to stoke the fire, so to speak, and uh, that's really been the biggest uh, benefit of practicing mindfulness and just living a life that is more focused on being present and paying attention to what's going on around me and not believing that my mind is the quote-unquote center of the universe. And uh, it, it's very jarring. I, I, I've worked with numerous people over the years that have found themselves really struggling for a while because of the fact that that's, it's an orientation. It's just a way of seeing life and seeing the world, thinking that it all revolves around what's in my mind and what I think and what I believe. And to many, you know, many people I, and including myself found out that I'm not really who I thought I was. And I was only, it was only when I was able to let go of all of my preconceived notions about who I think that I am and who I think other people think that I am, and uh, and and you know what I think was going on, or what was happening to me, or around me, when I could finally just let it speak for itself, I found that these things that disquieten me, this, these things that make me uncomfortable. I mean, I, I ended the week essentially with some things that are still making me uncomfortable, but it's how I am orienting myself around that. By not, by not putting more time and energy into thinking about these things and believing that I can somehow always fix them because I can't control other people. So I, the, only way, the only way for me to have any peace, the only way for me to be the best person that I can be is to realize that the one thing that gets in the way more than anything for me and many other people that have shared this with me is that it's my thinking, it's my internal reactions that are ultimately fueled by my thinking, my identity, uh, the ego, all of these things. And so it is, you know, I'm not saying that we have to kind of like blank out and bliss out and just, you know, completely give up on having any sort of personality. Actually, what I find is the opposite is true, that the more that I don't engage in give energy to these things, I find that I can, you know, who I actually am starts to blossom on its own. I don't have to necessarily water it as much. The flower balloons because I'm, I'm getting out of the way and letting the sun shine on it. And so 
that is really all I, uh, that is, that's really all I can speak about at this point in terms of the experience this past week. And I just really want to take this moment to, uh, to send out joy and, and, and good energy and peace and wishes for uh, everyone to be well and uh, to be able to, uh, to have this sense of presence. And so I, I just, anyone that is listening, I thank you very much for taking the time uh, for uh, spending a little bit of time and, and, and taking a deeper look at this.